Hey, what's up, everyone? My name is Josh, and I'm your Push Coach. Thank you so much for joining me for season three of my podcast, where my mission is to help coaches, leaders, and entrepreneurs to find purpose and passion in their work while turning it into a six and even seven figure coaching business. But before we dive into today's episode, let me just share a little bit about me. After making only two sales in my entire first year of business, I've gone on to create a multi-million dollar coaching business, helping people just like you to find confidence, clarity, and become leaders that change the world. On this show, you're going to get tools and resources that are going to help you to make success easier than you ever thought possible. We're going to help you reprogram your beliefs and mindset for success and create a program that gives your clients massive results. Also, I would love to give you a free copy of my brand new book, The Best Version of You. Head over to joshcoats.com to grab a copy and learn the exact strategies that I have used to build a multi-million dollar coaching business. So excited to have you here today. Let's dive in. Welcome back to Your Push Coach. My name is Josh. I'm your push coach and I'm so pumped to have an incredible conversation with you guys today about how to grow, how to scale, I should say, from six figures to seven figures. This is a really fun conversation that I'm so excited about because I do feel that there is this huge gap between six figures and seven figures. And there's so much, and, and, and I'm guilty of this too, putting out so much content for people trying to get to the six figure mark that sometimes we forget to create resources for the people that are trying to scale from six to seven. And the reality is it's a totally different ballgame. Okay. If you're already at six figures, I just want to say this getting to seven figures is a hundred times easier than you might think but it is a totally different game plan than getting to six figures. So let's kind of dive into um, some of the things that got you. If you're listening to this and you're already at six figures, let's talk about some of the things that got you to six figures. Um, in my opinion, like there is definitely some hustle and energy and like willpower in there where it's like, hey, like I'm going to get to that goal. I'm going to like make this happen. I also believe um, that people that get to six figures usually – did a really good job of finding their message, finding their brand, figuring out who they are and what they're putting out to the world. And that's what created like that attraction. That's why I teach on sales psychology because it's it's so important to know what is the message I'm putting out to the world. And I've had so many one-on-one -on -one conversations recently with people coming into my program that I'm like, hey, who are you serving? And they're like, moms. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> So is everyone else on Instagram. What kind of a mom? Who is this mom? Like, what is she struggling with? And one of the number one things that I'm finding is that people struggling to get to that six-figure mark literally have not specified who they're talking to and what that person is really struggling with. And as a result, they're just throwing out a lot of things that are just falling on deaf ears because why would anyone, why would anyone listen? Why would anyone listen unless you were talking to them very specifically. It's one of the reasons I'm literally recording this episode, how to scale from six to seven, because I have not been talking to that person with my recent resources. And so I wanted to create something that cuts through the noise and grabs their attention so that they know, hey, this episode can help you. This right here, okay? What we're talking about today, I literally made this for you, okay? And that's so important. Because we are not going to download a resource if we don't feel like it was specifically made for us. So we get to that six-figure mark, 
with some energy and tenacity, with some really good messaging, um, but also almost always with everything depending on us. So like if we go on vacation for a week, that's going to be a rough week in sales. If we decide not to check the inbox for a week, that's going to be a rough week of sales. So getting to six figures, everything kind of depends on you, okay? And this is why I say getting to seven figures is actually a lot easier than you might think, but it is a totally different strategy, okay? So let's talk about how to scale to seven figures. I got three specific tips for you. The first tip to scaling from six to seven in the next 12 months, okay? The first tip would be to simplify your offers. Regardless of what industry you're in, I feel like a lot of times we get to six figures because we've built a pretty engaged audience and then we're just like, okay, how do I create as many things as humanly possible for this audience. So when I was stuck at, at the multi-six figure, I was like, okay, I got something for low-level people. I got something for mid-level people. I got something for high-level people. I've got all these other one-off courses. And, and I'll never forget this conversation. I, I had someone on my podcast and I had been stuck at like the 600,000 mark. And I said, do you think do you think you could just like help me figure out, like, could you just give me a couple minutes of your time to help me figure out like, why am I still stuck in multi-six? I've been in multi-six figures for like, I think it'd been like four years. Um, I was like, I, I can't figure out what's wrong. Like, why am I not getting to seven? She said, send me all over a list of your offers and their prices. I sent them over. She said, oh, that's the problem. She said, you have way too much going on. People don't even know what to buy from you. And that hit me hard because first of all, it was a little bit of like an ego check of like, what do you mean? Like, I'm making really good stuff. This is what my people want. But then also this sigh of relief when I realized, oh, so you're telling me to get to a higher level, I actually have to do less, not more. I was afraid she's going to tell me I need to have 32 more offers. And the reality is she said, you need to narrow it down to like two or three, like no more than that. And I went and I made that pivot. I made that shift. And that was one of the number one things that got me to that seven-figure mark was I had what I still like to call like a one-two punch. I had one program that was specifically for anyone at any level. And then I had another program that was very specifically calling out to leaders at a higher level. And what this allowed me to do is get really, really, really good with my messaging. Because when you only have two things to talk about, it forces you to dig deeper into how to talk about those things versus you got 10 different things. Sometimes you never get the messaging really nailed because you got so many different things going on. This way, I was able to do something that I'm very passionate about now, which is kind of creating your entire brand around your signature program. And this is a way that you can literally make your name synonymous with a very specific training. So when people think about learning this specific thing, you were the first name they think of, okay? So this is important for the sake of your messaging. It's also important for the sake of, like if we're talking about scaling, okay, scaling is less about how many times you can talk to an individual, and it's more about the systems you can build out, okay? You can't build 30 different systems. Now, I mean, maybe you can, but it'd probably like take you 10 years or have to hire a whole bunch of people. For me personally, it's like if you can just take one thing and take the next two to three months building out the ads building out the, uh, for me personally, it's like a whole funnel process. So like whatever I'm trying to sell on the back end dictates the kind of content I'm creating for social media. 
It dictates the kind of free lead magnets that I'm putting out to the world. does not make sense to give a lead magnet that does not set up your main offer. So coming from the main offer, I then rewind. Okay, what's the lead magnet that would get people interested or excited in this specific thing? And then I've got emails that follow them up. I've got workshops built around. I have an entire system created. I would call it a sales mechanism created around these two programs. Now, that's really hard to do for 15 different programs, but for one or two, it can definitely be done. It is some, it's a different kind of work. Okay. I sit in a coffee shop for two or three hours in the afternoon, writing up emails and writing copy for sales pages. But again, when you only have a couple offers, you can put all of your time and energy into building those out to be like the perfect thing that then is building up momentum all of the time and constantly bringing in new people. That's the first thing is like, you've got to simplify it. Because what you have to have to get to seven figures, unless you just want to work 14 hours a day, which I don't, okay? To me, six figures was all about like grinding that eight hours a day. Seven figures was more about actually working less, but being smarter with that time because I was building systems, okay? I like to, I like to call it, it's like I'm like building um, I'm like building my factory, if you will. If you build an assembly line, you don't have to work the assembly line. You just have to turn the key on every single day. And that's the kind of business you want. That's when true life by design happens, okay? Let's get to our second tip. Our second tip would be building a team, okay? Now, this is gonna like kind of scare some people because some people are like, ah, I'm not a leader. I don't wanna have a team. I don't wanna have to um, hire people. I don't wanna have to train people. But I wanna give you, a couple thoughts, okay? First of all, how many things are you doing every single day that someone else could be doing 80% as well? How many things are you doing daily that other people could do 80% as well? This is something I learned from John Maxwell. He said, if someone else can do it 80% as well as you, you shouldn't be doing it. And so that's where a team comes in. That's when we start thinking, okay, what are all the things that I do throughout the day that I would no longer have to do. And by the way, this gives me more time and more energy to pour into my few programs that I really want to take off. This gives me more time and energy to learn how to build this machine, to learn the messaging that I need to put out to the world. It is a totally different ball game to sell to people that have never heard of you versus selling to people that have heard of you. If they've heard of you, they know, like, and trust you already. Sure. Create 30 more resources. They'll buy all 30 of them. But if you want to expand beyond those people, you're going to have to get better with your messaging. And in order to have the time and energy to get better with your messaging, you need to give up some of the stuff that you're doing every single day. And for some of you, that scares the crap out of you because you got some serious control issues. And I just need to tell you this. You're not as good as you think you are. And as long as you're juggling eight balls, you're dropping most of them. So I know that you're scared that someone else isn't going to do it as well as you, isn't going to care about your business as much as you. And I've got a, I've got a solution for that. But I just need you to hear this. Hear me out on this. If you're trying to juggle eight balls and they're dropping all over the place anyways, why in the world are you so arrogant to think that you dropping eight balls is somehow better than someone else who has the time and energy to actually manage them? And maybe they're not naturally as gifted as you, but you're no longer just like dropping things all over the place. You hear the difference there? So here is my kind of hack for finding the right people, getting them in the right place and not messing up. I've seen people go out there 
and literally hire people that they know nothing about because of one or two um, interviews and a resume and hand them fifty to $100,000 a year and ends up being the worst fit in the world. I never, ever, ever recommend that. Here's what I recommend. I hire people as virtual assistants at five hours a week. That's it, okay? And I offer them $12 an hour to prove themselves. I say, here's the thing, five hours a week, $12 an hour, I just want to see if you're a good fit, okay? And this is basically a paid tryout, if you will. It's a low-paid tryout, but here's the thing. I want to see if we mesh well. I want to see, like, why would I pay you, you know, $20 or $30 an hour if I don't even know you do a good job yet, okay? So I like to start people off paying them low, giving them very few hours just to just to mess with a couple things. And I just give them a couple super, super easy things. I'm talking things that no one could mess up. In fact, if they do mess up, then I need to get rid of them right away. And as long as they're only working five hours a week, it's really easy to get rid of them. The problem is if you give someone 30 hours a week right off the bat and give them all of these tasks to do, it's really hard to let that person go because they now have like 40 different passwords of yours. They have all these things going on. So I don't even mess with that. Start off at five hours a week, okay? I make sure they do a good job. I make sure they're good people. I make sure they're trustworthy. I make sure that they're the kind of people who work hard and report back to me about their work. That's one of the number one things for me. I want you to do the work and I want you to report back to me and tell me about the work and also ask questions, because the more questions you're asking, the more it tells me that you care enough about what we are doing that you want to make sure you get it right. If people aren't asking any questions, honestly, that worries me. I'm like, this is my brand and my business, and there's no way in the world you know exactly how I would think and exactly what I would do. But the more you ask me, hey, Josh, I'm running into this. What would you do in this situation? the more I know that you're actually thinking about how I would handle the business versus you just getting the job done. So I hire people, low hours, low pay, and I want to see that they work hard. I want to see that they're good people, and I want to see that they're team players. Like I want to see that they are bought into this vision. And when they prove that to me, I'm like, give them more hours, give them more money, okay? So I start off small, and we increase as we go. And now I've got... Well, almost four, four almost full-time people. Not not all of them are full-time. I, really, three of them are pretty much full-time. Like They depend on this business for their income. And then another girl who's on the sales team makes pretty good money, uh, but she doesn't fully depend on it. So I don't want to call her full-time, even though we see her as full-time. And every single one of them just kills it, just absolutely kills it. Okay, so let's talk about the third thing. This is the last thing that I want to chat about. And that is something I call the three levels of reach. So the three levels of reach says that there's three ways as leaders that we really need to be reaching if we want to have a healthy and growing and thriving life. The first way is we have to reach down. We have no choice, okay? We have followers, we have clients, we have a team, we have all of these people that are a lower level of growth than us that we have to serve every single day, okay? Everyone knows that. No one's going to argue with that. The biggest problem that I see is that so many people, because they're just like caught up on the gerbil wheel, spend 95, 99 even percent of their time with people 
that they have to serve that are at a lower level of growth. In other words, their followers, answering messages, trying to comment back, people that they're seeking out to try to become followers or customers or whatever, their clients, their client groups, their, all the different calls they're doing. If you're like me and have some one-on-ones and you include that, and what happens if you spend 90 plus percent of your time with people at a lower level of growth, what happens to your growth? They become a constant anchor that is pulling you down. And the reality is you have to do a ton of personal growth and affirmations just to make up for the growth that you gave up by being around them all the time. And that's a dangerous place to be in this. I find so many people that are in this place. You spend all of your time, and this used to be me. You find all, you spend all of your time serving, 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 giving, 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 giving. And therefore, it is very, very, very hard for you to grow. And so you feel like a constant tug of war in your growth journey, like trying to grow, trying to become better. And what happens is their, their level of negativity and their limiting beliefs, if you're not careful, become your negativity and your limiting beliefs. And you start to think things like, well, no one's ever going to be as motivated as me. No one's going to, no one's ever going to work as hard as me. No one else is committed as me. And that's just not true. It's just not. There's tons of people out there that are as committed as you. There's tons of people out there that are as motivated as you. There's tons of people out there that are waking up and doing what you do every day. You're just not seeking out those people because you're spending all of your time with people you have to serve. So the second level that very few people are, are doing that you have to do if you want to be a healthy leader is you have to reach out, okay? And so we, 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 we reach down naturally. That's what always happens, okay? But we need to reach out. And as if you're not watching the video, when I say out, that would be like side to side, okay? We need to reach out to our sides. And this is where we find our colleagues, this is where we find people at a similar level of growth, a similar level of motivation, a similar level of leadership. And here's what happens is we start to rub shoulders with people at our level and we realize, oh, this is my community. See, I think too many times we're building communities as coaches. We're like, we're building a community. And we think that that's our community. That is not your community. That is their community. It is your job to go find your community, but that would be made up of people at your level, not the people you're serving. These are people you have nothing to gain from. These are people you are just spending, and this is tough, right? Because you're like, but I'm not going to make money to hang out with those people. You're going to make so much money. I belong to a mastermind, and there's 35 of us to get in the group. You have to do at least half a million a year in course sales. And we get together in person three times a year. And for three days, we literally, we have nothing to gain from each other. Like I'm not trying to sell them anything. They're not trying to sell me anything, but oh my God, the energy that we get from each other, the ideas that we get from each other. I literally come away from every retreat with so many new ideas, with so much energy, with so much passion, with so much purpose. And that's what happens when you spend time with people at your level. It's so important for you not to just be building communities, but to also be a part of a community. Okay. The third level that I want to talk about is reaching up. So we have to reach down. We really need to reach out. And then we also need to make sure we're reaching up. Reaching up means that we find a mentor. We find someone that's ahead of us in the race. 
And this is so important because it saves us time and energy. And I like to say it this way, as much as we need our colleagues in our life so much, we like really, really, really need them. The only downside to our colleagues is because they cheer us on and they care about us so much, sometimes they forget to call us out on our shit. And the reason we need a mentor is because we need someone that will look us in the eyes and say something like this. I know you have more inside. I know that there's another level. I know that you can get there. So let's figure out what to do. The point of the mentor is to call you up to a higher level. And then absolutely, of course, give you tools and resources that you might not have had without that mentor in your life. But even just being around someone that is at a higher level, do you see how that would naturally take your growth to a higher level? It forces you to think bigger. It forces you to have bigger vision and bigger ideas. I will never forget the time that I was at um, one of my trainings. And one of my mentors, this was years ago, one of my mentors mentioned that he lived next door to Celine Dion. And at that time, I built my business. I think I was doing like twelve dollars or $14,000 a month. This was like 2015-ish, 2016, something like that. I think beginning of 2016. I remember hearing that. And, I, and in my head, I was like, I'm making more than $10,000 a month. This is like all my dreams come true to do what I love. And then I heard a mentor say, I live next door to Celine Dion. And it wasn't like he was bragging. It just came up naturally in what he was talking about. And I remember having this out-of-body experience where I literally just stopped and was just like, are you telling me that if I keep learning and I keep growing and I keep getting better at what I'm doing and serving people, I can one day live next door to Celine Dion? Are you, are you kidding? See, I grew up like worshiping Michael Jordan. I had posters all over my room. I wanted so bad to be in the NBA. I wanted, and, and the, the reality is I, I think as kids, we all have big dreams because as kids, we all realize we were born into this world to do something big. I think, we, I think it's natural human desire. I don't think it's selfish. I don't think it's arrogant. I think we want to make a difference. And so we see these huge visions for our life, these huge dreams for our life. And as we get older, people teach us that that's not possible. That's not, we're not capable of that. That's, that's never going to happen. And so we actually start to belittle our dreams. And the beautiful thing about being around someone at a higher level is it awakens the child inside. And it causes those dreams to come back to life. And sure, my dream isn't being in the NBA anymore. I mean, I'm 39 years old with like three injuries and I'm five foot nine and 170 pounds. It's not going to happen, but I still need to have some type of dream that I am chasing. And that is what makes me human. That is what makes me alive. To have a dream that is bigger than me is what it is to be alive. And so I need to be surrounded by people who have gone places I've never been because it challenges me to look for the next place that I want to go and make sure I keep growing and make sure I keep dreaming. If you will do those three things, you can scale from six to seven figures in the next 12 months. One, you got to simplify your offers. You got to make it simple because we are no longer trying to talk to a thousand people a day. We are building 
engines and machines. And we can't do that for a hundred things. Two, we need to hire a team. We need to make sure that we're getting the right people in the right place so that we can focus on what we do best. We need to focus on the things that only we can do. And then third, we need to make sure we're surrounding ourselves with people at our level that we can feed off of energy and learn from. And we need to have a mentor at a higher level that is constantly inspiring us to reach for our next level. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope that helped you. I want you to know that I love you so much. I appreciate you. I'm working on creating some new resources for those that want to scale from six to seven figures. So if you are someone who's already at six figures, looking to scale to seven or you say like, I'm, I'm like right on the brink of six and I'm, and, and what you said today really, really, really spoke to me. I want you to shoot me a personal message, info at joshcoats.com, info at joshcoats.com. Let me know what's going on in your business. Let me know um, what you're looking for help with. Let me know what spoke to you today. And I'd love to reach out to you. Of course, you can also just DM me on Instagram if you'd rather um, connect with me that way. But if you are someone in that six figures, that's looking to scale to seven please reach out. I want to have a personal conversation with you. I want to talk to you about how I can support you and see if there's a good fit there for me to possibly be your mentor. I love you so much. I believe in you so much. I want you to remember that everything you need already on the inside, all of the resources right under your nose. Have an amazing day. I will see you soon, friends. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in today to Your Push Coach. I hope you enjoyed so much of this deep dive into the tips and strategies you can use to build your coaching business. If you want to hear more episodes just like this, please make sure and subscribe to the podcast to get notified when a new episode releases every week. Also, make sure and tag me over on your stories wherever you're listening to the show so that I can share them over to my stories. Remember, you are worthy of everything you want in life. You are capable of everything you want in life. You have infinite creativity and wisdom and life and love living on the inside of you. So go be a light today in the people you serve. I will see you next time.